Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio on a Monday. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. It is great to be with you as always. And as always, we want to know what's on your mind today. And you can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Utah Community Credit Union text line. Only when it's safe, because safety first is the rule. So that's what we're going to do. So weigh in. Love to hear what's uh, on your mind, what your take is as we roll into a new week that is hopefully a little less newsy than last week. It seems like we were drink out of a fire hose all week long. Uh, What I want to hit in this final segment today, uh, President Trump rolled out his proposed budget today, an election year budget, a $4.8 trillion, with a T, election year budget. And that's a big budget. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican on this one. Uh, we can debate all of the things that uh, should or shouldn't be in there. The president uh, slashes some spending on uh, foreign aid and foreign investment. Uh, he also uh, cuts a few uh, things around the margins, I think, in terms of some of the uh, social safety net programs. Not n- Nothing big. Um, but the the contrast it'll set up will be interesting as you debate between the president and whoever the Democratic nominee is, particularly if it's someone like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. Uh, that will be a real contrast in terms of what that spending should look like. Uh, but the thing that we have to look at is where this is all taking us. We all have become so comfortable. I, I remember when people used to get nervous when they would hear the B word as in billion uh, and now you, the billions are just kind of, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then we got a little panic to trillion. Now we're looking at multiple trillions and we have a national debt of 23 trillion. And those are all issues that are going to have to be dealt with at some point along the way. Uh, and so this is not a uh, an attack on the president's budget. It's It's actually pretty in line. His budget is pretty in line with other president's budgets over the years. Uh, and that is what I have a problem with is this has become standard operating procedure. We're not having the crucial conversations we're going to have to have if we're going to solve any of these things. Remember, uh, even members of the military think that the biggest threat to our nation uh, is not any country or th- or thing. It's, it's our debt uh, that will absolutely crush us. Uh, and so that's what I want to hit in this last segment today is this is where we are. And again, it's not a for or against President Trump has really little to do there. Uh, but again, you've, you've heard me say this before, that the most common complaint that ever gets voiced about members of Congress is that there's there's too much conflict in our nation's capital. Uh, many people just this last week have said, oh, there's just too much conflict. And I'm telling you, when it comes to the budget, it's not conflict that's the problem. Uh, yes, there is conflict problem. We have a lot of bickering, a lot of toxic talk and a lot of contempt out there that we've talked about over the over the weeks. Uh, but the real issue, the real issue is, is collusion. It's this silent but lethal force that is, is really crippling us as a country and putting us in danger 
uh, of all kinds of things in the in the years ahead. Because when we have an economy that's doing well and we're adding to the deficit and uh, deficit spending and debt every year, uh, it's a problem. It is the way that people in power stay in power. And you've heard me talk about this before. You cannot get you cannot get twenty three trillion dollars in debt through conflict. It's impossible. You can only do it through collusion, which means, yes, Republicans, it's your fault. And yes, Democrats, it is your fault. <laughs> and yes, we the people, it is our fault because we allow this to, to just keep going on. And it's this collusion. It's okay. Uh, it used to be for many years, the collusion came in the form of earmarks. Uh, they were the kind of the collusion enabling ingredient that greased the skids, the recipe for economic disaster in my view. Uh, and over the years, there were a lot of bills in Congress that were passed only because they were purchased with earmark money. Uh, that hometown highway project or, or local pet peeve of, of one of our members of Congress. Uh, they even started naming them. Remember when they named them? Like back during the Obamacare debate, you had the Cornhusker kickback uh, to get the votes out of Nebraska, the Louisiana purchase, uh, or the, the famous bridge to nowhere in Alaska. Uh, that were all ways to earmark more spending, more money, and buy votes on critical bills. And so all of those bills had this collusion built into it. And for way too many years, uh, members of Congress have simply gotten comfortable with this. Uh, And even since they've gotten rid of earmarks, they've just found new and creative ways to fold this stuff in. They usually do it uh, in a continuing resolution where yeah, we always hear the big headlines of, oh, you know, we're going to have a government shutdown unless we pass this by midnight tonight. Uh, no one ever gets to read the bill because we just don't have enough time. It's too important. It's too risky to not pass this, you know, tonight. And then you wake up the next morning and people actually read the bill and find that there's all kinds of things in there uh, that shouldn't be in there. And while our politicians have gotten really comfortable with more debt, their grandchildren, our grandchildren, are going to be crushed by it. And experts from across the political spectrum, liberals, independents, conservatives, everybody agrees that the biggest threat to our national security is our debt and our perpetual deficit spending. And here's one of the sad things, and we don't talk about this nearly enough. Sadly, a lot of states and local governments are joining this collusion as they accept more and more money from the federal government with all the strings that uh, go with it, all the strings that are attached, uh, individual citizens, all of us are getting more comfortable with it uh, because of all of these services coming out of our nation's capital. And so most of us as Americans uh, don't even acknowledge or recognize the economic cost that comes out of that kind of collusion, that kind of spending. And sadly, as I said, uh, that total price of that, uh, not just the debt on our grandchildren, uh, but it's going to be much, much more than that. There's a societal problem to all of that. Uh, Look at it from a historical standpoint. In 1970, the nation was one trillion in debt, and everyone thought that was a major trauma and tragedy. Uh, Now, 40 years later, we're 23 trillion in debt and counting. And here, here's, the, here's the tricky part, folks. 
It's the interest. We're paying almost nothing in interest. If the interest rates go up at all, not a big spike, just historic average, we'll have to spend a trillion a year on the interest alone. There's no tax increase that you can do. There's no way you can print enough money to fill that hole. And who's that going to hurt the most? The most vulnerable among us, the poorest of the poor, those that are in real trauma already, that's who's going to get hurt the most. Uh, and it's that interest. It's that interest that's going to get us. Uh, I always remember the, uh, the quote from J. Reuben Clark, who said, interest never sleeps nor sickens, nor dies. It never goes to the hospital. It works on Sundays and holidays. It never takes a vacation. It has no love, no sympathy. Talking about interest. It is as hard and soulless as a granite cliff. Once in debt, interest is your companion every minute of the day and night. You cannot shun it or slip away from it. You cannot dismiss it. It yields neither to entreaties, demands, or orders. And when you get in its way, it crushes you. That's the problem, folks. We got to deal with the national debt. We got to have a different kind of conversation. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL. Go out today, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.